is up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, but it is Wednesday, August 24th. The Steelers and the 49ers. We're coming down to home stretch here at the Team Preview Series. And uh, we'll get this all wrapped up by Friday to head into the biggest fantasy football draft day of the year this Saturday. Hey, man, if you want to dominate those drafts, we got you covered over at ftnfantasy.com, award-winning rankings, projections. The two draft guide magazines, their PDFs, the Rookie Fantasy Scouting Guide, and the game plan. Uh, You want to get your studying done. That's the way to do it right there. I got all the player profiles you need, uh, everything you need to know to get you set up for these drafts. Plus, I recommend the Platinum subscription. That way you get access to League Sync. You get access to the Discord so you can talk directly to me and some of our other staffers. Also, the advanced stats and tools. Got to love all of that right there. If you really want to step your game up, we do have all access where you actually also get access to our daily site, ftndaily.com and ftnbets.com, our betting site. So if you want to do the trio there, the uh, trifecta, where you get your fantasy, your DFS, and your betting all in one, we got a pretty big discount on that bad boy, plus an even bigger discount when you use the promo code RATPACK. That's 20% off of any and all subscriptions at FTN, so use that promo code. All right, let's dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is a team in transition. For the first time in what feels like forever, Ben Roethlisberger will not be the starting quarterback at the Pittsburgh Steelers, but who will be? That is the question. Uh, I do think, you know, if we go all the way back to the, I mean, maybe it was May. It was after the draft. I remember it was after the draft. And people on Twitter, I don't know if people were trolling me. Like, they weren't directly saying it to me, but there were a lot of people on Twitter acting like Mitchell Trubisky was an upgrade on Ben Roethlisberger. I don't, (laughs) seriously, maybe I just missed the joke because sometimes I do miss the joke. I'll be honest. I'm an idiot sometimes. What do you want from me? But, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> what in Mitchell Trubisky have we seen that would lead us to believe that in any way, shape, or form? Beyond that, I am a firm believer that NFL teams will tell us things without directly telling us. Most times, yes, when they're being interviewed at a presser or a Zoom or, or whatever, most of those coaches are either not completely forthcoming uh, they sort of dance around the answers, or they just outright lie. Some of these guys just outright lie. However, you cannot lie with the moves you make. You can't lie with the contracts, the numbers in the contract. You can't lie with your draft picks, the players you cut, the players you trade for. You can't lie. That tells a story. And when they sign Mitchell Trubisky for backup money in year one, look at it. It is backup, backup money, straight up backup money with incentives, sure, for year two, just in case. I mean, of course, it would be smart of Trubisky and his agent on that side to put that incentive in place, but it was backup money, and the team drafted a friggin' quarterback in the first round at 20 overall. Now, granted, it's not one or two or three overall, but still, the first quarterback off the board And a quarterback who had the look of possibly being ready to go from the gate, like last year, that is, that tells us the story that we shouldn't be convinced that Trubisky is the guy. And as we're seeing here, as as the preseason is rolling on, Kenny Pickett, 
when he's gotten his opportunities, he's made the most of his opportunities. Even if Trubisky is the starter from the jump, it's not going to take long for Kenny Pickett to get in there and be the starter. So just be prepared for that. And I honestly think that's good for the wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, who has just been criminally undervalued in fantasy drafts this year. And then, of course, the two other guys. Who is going to be the number two? Is it Chase Claypool, who seemingly had a lock on that job once they let Juju out the door in free agency? Or... Is it upstart rookie George Pickens? Now, George Pickens, had he not had some off-field stuff, had he not had the injury last year, would have been a first-round pick. He is a first-round talent, and he has shown it in the preseason. So could he blow right by Chase Claypool? That could happen, or this could be another, you know, we get this every year with these types of guys, it could be another Terrace Marshall. Remember, Terrace Marshall, this time last year, everybody, everybody, everybody was buzzing over Terrace Marshall and eh, you know eh. so just be careful don't go too overboard with George Pickens by the way if you have this thing where this happened to you ready you see George Pickens play well in the preseason and you go Jeff I have an idea all right you ready I have an idea I have an idea I want to trade for George Pickens in dynasty like bro everybody had that idea <laughs> like you you're gonna overpay for George Pickens, so it's not the time right now. Hopefully, if you want to get him on the cheap, hopefully he gets off to a slightly slow start, and then you get him on the cheap. But if I could have one of these guys, it's Deontay Johnson. I'll take a, a shot on Pickens or a shot on Clay. You're getting Claypool for nothing right now. I got him for peanuts in a draft last weekend. I didn't even really want him, but he was so cheap. Then I figure, why not as a late-round guy? So I, I don't mind it at the right price, but you know if I could have my choice, obviously on value it's Deontay Johnson. Uh, you know I, I feel like the quarterback situation does put a cap on what Pat Fryermuth could do. I'm not going to overvalue his touchdown productivity from last year, and honestly he's going in in what I've been calling the tight end dead zone. So tight end dead zone for me is like roughly after that first eight come off the board. So you get once Dallas Goddard comes off the board until you get into the late round upside guys. So like David Njoku and Evan Ingram and Gerald Everett and Irv Smith. That's the tight end dead zone. So it's just not a range I'm looking at tight ends. Uh, let's go to the backfield. Obviously, we know Najee Harris is there. The backfield last year. Well, I mean, Harris was one of the, well, he was the most heavily used back in the league. He produced fantasy points via volume, not via efficiency. But right now, the backfield doesn't look that much different, right? Benny Snell seems like he's now the number two. And this number two job has been back and forth all preseason. For a minute, it was Anthony McFarlane, and then it was Jalen Warren, and now it's Benny Snell. Just be prepared if you're going to cuff Najee Harris to uh, pivot. Yeah, quickly, as we find it out. But either way, none of those guys are competing for touches. So they're going to have to lean heavily on Najee Harris again. And the beauty to that, for our purposes, is he's such a well-rounded back. Like, he is not um, a take-it-to-the-house type of guy. Like, he's not going to rip off, you know, an 80-yard touchdowns left and right. But he's going to move the chains. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield. He's got, like, a... Like uh, a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, honestly. You know, if you want, I, I know, same uniform, but there's an overall similar profile to the two. 
And that was very good back in Le'Veon Bell's day. It was very good for fantasy purposes and was very good for Najee Harris this year. Now, the thing about Harris, if I draft him, he is a top 10 guy. If I draft him, I do want to cuff him. So as of right now, if I had a draft this weekend, I'll take Benny Snell in the late rounds. I'm not going to over-prioritize Benny Snell. Like, there's no no reason anybody else is drafting Benny Snell. So you should be able to get him with one of your final picks. And then if I draft Benny Snell, guess what? Benny Snell is on my roster for the rest of the year. If, as long as I have Najee Harris. Now, if I ever did trade Najee Harris, Benny Snell would be going along with him because I don't need Benny Snell anymore. But... That's what we're looking at there. You want to cuff these guys. It's very, very important to do so. All right, let's pivot over to the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of moving pieces here. Let's start with quarterback, though. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo, as of this recording, is still on this roster, and it seems almost certain that he'll be cut at this point. doesn't seem like any other team is going to trade for him. And honestly, why would they? If you are one of the other 31 teams in the NFL, and Most of those teams don't need a quarterback. So let's say you're one of the handful of teams that might need a quarterback. You are Seattle. You are Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland. And who knows? Maybe they're just confident in Jacoby Brissett. But you're one of those handful of teams who might need a quarterback. You're going to just let them cut him. (laughs) Like, you're not going to give up anything. Every team knows this. So he's going to be cut. There's absolutely no worry that he's going to impact Trey Lance whatsoever. And beyond that, Kyle Shanahan, I just talked about like coaches either lying or not being forthcoming. Like a lot of people may remember that uh, we were led to believe that it was Mac Jones as the third overall pick, not Trey Lance. And it ended up being Lance. Kyle Shanahan never once said that. He never once denied it. (laughs) He let the reporters say it, but he never once said that. And so what Kyle Shanahan is, like, you got to kind of know each of these coaches. He is a straight shooter or he will just not say anything at all. And he has said numerous times this offseason that it's Trey Lance's team. Trey Lance essentially now has a three-year leash. Three years. May I mean, I guess you could say, well, it's, it's going to be three years. Because even if they make that decision to not give him the fifth-year option, which that'll happen before his fourth year with the team, but still, three-year leash, and then. So he's going to get every opportunity to have success or failure, and probably a little bit of both. And I don't think there should be any doubt with any of, for any of us for fantasy football purposes. Like, we're, we have uh, an interesting opportunity with Trey Lance. And Trey Lance has a very similar skill set uh, or fantasy profile, I should say, to somebody like Jalen Hurts, with maybe more passing upside, but a very nice high floor thanks to his legs. I mean, I talked about this on the episode yesterday. Jalen Hurts, he was a top 10 fantasy quarterback with 16 passing touchdowns, but he also had over 700 rushing yards, double-digit rushing touchdowns. Trey Lance can be that type of guy as well. Maybe not 700. 700 really that's a lot of rushing yards for a quarterback. But 500? Sure. Have you ever seen Trey Lance running? I mean, he turns into a running back, man, with the ball. So he's such an interesting player. And I'm I'm happy to draft him as a high-end, like, late-round upside guy. I don't want to get him as my only quarterback. I still do want to, t- like, pair him up with, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or, heck, even Matt Ryan, just in case it really doesn't work. 
in, in case he like really Daniel Jones is us, Daniel Jones of 2020. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I do think he's going to ultimately have success in the NFL. And part of it is who he, who he gets to throw the football to. We have Debo Samuel here. We have Brandon Ayuk here. We have George Kittle here. I mean, that's a really nice group of pass catchers. Of course, Debo is here. Debo got his contract. And honestly, unlike last year where towards the end of the season, Debo Samuel was obviously being used heavily as a running back, I don't think that's going to happen. Kyle Shanahan still calling him a wide back, but I do think the Ty Davis price pick on day two, that was a little bit of a surprise that Ty Davis Price went in the in round three. That pick had to do with protecting Debo Samuel a little bit. Like Debo doesn't need to be used that heavily as a running back. Yes, he's a weapon that you can give. I mean, honestly, if you have your way, you're giving him two or three carries a game, not five or six. Like that's the difference between going from, you know, 35 to 50 carries to 80 to 100, and you don't want that 80 to 100 on Debo Samuel, but 30 to 50 is not, I mean, you know, that's not terrible at all. That That is, uh, I, I actually think that's a good usage of him. So for me, he is so dangerous. He's an offensive weapon, so dangerous when he gets the ball in his hand. They scheme so well for him that he is locked in as a top 10 fantasy wideout. Now, Ayuk is tricky because, you know, fool us once. All right, he kind of fooled us once last year. Fool us again? I mean, last year, all right, that's on him. That would be on us this year. But lo and behold, here we are in camp, and he's getting buzzed yet again. So be careful. That's all. Don't overdraft him. If you're drafting him as a as a front-end wide receiver four, like top 40 but not top 35, okay. If you're drafting him as a top 35, even borderline top 30, then maybe you're pushing it a little bit with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, as far as George Kittle is concerned, he goes too early for my liking. Now, I love me some George Kittle. Don't get me wrong. I think he's nasty, man. He plays the game as a two-way tight end, the way the game should be played. Nasty. But he's going in the fourth round. And I don't want to draft a tight end in that range unless it's somehow, and it's not happening now after that week two preseason game, Kyle Pitts falling. Like, that ain't happening. He's not getting to the fourth round. I don't want a tight end in that range. I would take Kittle, honestly, if Kittle fell to like the late fifth round, like him and Waller, but Kittle doesn't seem to fall to that range. So, unfortunately, it's just not a good spot to draft him. I uh, do love him, though. do love him as a player, but it's just not the right value. Sometimes you can love a player and just not get the right value on that guy. All right, let's talk about the backfield. So, yes, Elijah Mitchell is banged up. But, yes, Elijah Mitchell will be on the field to start the season out. They're just kind of taking it easy with Elijah Mitchell, as they should. And he is clearly, according to all the beat writers, the top running back in that backfield. Now, that with that being said, he was injured multiple times last year. He's already gotten injured in the preseason. Guess what we can expect this season? Probably an injury or two. So I'm being cautious with him. He actually kind of falls outside of the dead zone quite frequently, where he's like a sixth or seventh round running back. And I don't hate him in that range, just knowing full well that I probably won't have him as a starter every single week. But when I do, he's a 20-plus carry guy in that backfield. 
So that's good. Now, if Elijah Mitchell goes down, I'm not going to handcuff a seventh round <laughs> running back draft pick in fantasy football. But if he goes down, who's the next man up? Right now, it does look like Jeff Wilson. From everything the beat writers are saying, Ty Davis Price looks like he has locked up a roster spot, so he could be third. And then the next man up, it is either going to be Trey Sermon or Jamichael Hasty. And I don't know who it's going to be. And I, I think it ultimately doesn't matter unless a lot of injuries happen here. So Elijah Mitchell is fine where he's going. I'm just not going to overvalue him. And I'm going to be prepared. Like, I'm not going to handcuff him. But I just know if the likelihood of get, him getting hurt since he's already hurt, yeah, it's probably pretty high. All right. That's going to do it for today. Like I said, two more left. Next up, Seattle and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. FTNFantasy.com promo code RADPACK. Use that promo code, baby at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter as well. All right, I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.